0: Hi everyone, Lucy Kippist here. I'm the editor of Flying Solo, and this episode of our podcast is brought to you by Flying Solo's brand new business class membership. It's your annual pass to great deals, discounts, tips, and wisdom for building the business of your dreams. Plus, you get the opportunity to be a guest on this podcast all for just $165. Head to our website for details. Lisa Corduff is a woman who knows a thing or two about challenging years. The business owner, solo mother of three, lost her husband last year in tragic circumstances. Then COVID hit. And as Lisa is in Victoria, that has meant two rounds of lockdown, three kids to homeschool and a successful business to run. How has she managed it all? What changes has she made to her business to survive? And what has the experience taught her about business and life? Lisa joins us today to answer all of these questions. Lisa, welcome to Flying Solo. Thanks for having me. Now, I need to start this podcast by declaring my love for your Facebook videos. They are so (laughs) raw and real. And look, I'm a busy mum as well, but I've got two small children and I can really relate, especially the ones where you're talking to us through the camera and cooking dinner at the same time. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Everyone loves those videos. And, you know, it, it actually really just comes out of necessity. I, I think shivers. I, I haven't added something to socials or there's something I really want to say and I've tried to get to it all day. It's not happening. I'm not going to be able to put a face on or get rid of the this you know, mum bun, I'm just going to record anyway. And I think one of my values has always been authenticity. So I just figure whoever's going to vibe with
0: it is going to vibe and I'll just let that be that. Absolutely. I love it. And, you know, essentially what it does is it, it does give us this really raw insight into you and also into the challenges of your life. Um, particularly over the past two years, but also what I really like is your energy. It's so infectious, and I can see why you've grown such a large community around you. And that's what I was thinking about because I've been looking to interview someone in Victoria and around the COVID stuff, particularly in light of the second round of lockdown. And look, I thought of you immediately because I know how honest you are in terms of sharing your experiences mm-hmm. as as a business owner, but also as a human. And you've also someone who has faced basically challenge after challenge after challenge Mm -hmm. these past two years, and yet you've managed to remain, at least to the camera and to us with your podcast, just awe-inspiringly resilient. That's a very hard thing to say. (laughs) You've got energy around you, but you're also giving to others and you're also running a really successful business. So that's a lot. Well, yes. <laughs> I just, I want to start by talking about the business because this is a small business podcast it's hard. Yeah. Now your business has definitely evolved over the years. Yeah. You started off as a blogger and now you're a transformational coach and you also have your own podcast. How would you describe what you do now?
1: Well, I, I mean, I run a business purely online. I do less of the blogging, more of the podcasting, more videos, uh, and, And I I run courses that equip women with tools that help them get unstuck. So really the evolution of the business was just that I, I basically share what I'm learning that's helping me get through a particular stage of life. So it all began when I was um just working out how to feed my kids' actual food instead of packet food and uh, and that was the the small steps living whole food side of the business. and it was really it was really where I was at. I would just interview experts and learn and then pass that on in very. Real ways, I guess there was no expectation of perfection. I did have a background in behavior change, working in the sustainability space, and I just bought what I knew to to food um, but I kept on coming up against this battle that. There was just some people who couldn't be helped, who kept saying that they wanted to eat better, but they wouldn't do it. And I got really, really interested in our brains and in habits and in why we, you know, that whole concept of self sabotage or you know all of that sort of stuff. Um, and and because of the the stuff that was happening in my personal life as well, I was doing a lot of um, work on my own understanding of myself, of my husband, of, you know, the way that people show up in the worlds, why we repeat patterns, all of that sort of thing. And, uh, so now, I bring all of that. I tried to think about the simplest way that I could teach people about what's happening in their brains and why they're not failures. Um, they don't need to feel guilt or shame around what's happened in their lives, but just really switch the lights on for them so they can better understand themselves and all and how our subconscious plays a massive role in how we show up day to day. And if you don't understand that, then you're missing a really big part of. Um, you know, really getting yourself and being able to be compassionate towards yourself and creating change that actually sticks. So I I sell, you know, online courses and coaching programs and, and help women just switch that light on in their lives and empower themselves.
0: And what would you say that you love most about what you do? Well, I love
1: that. I love the moment that a woman realises that the reasons why she hasn't sort of said yes to herself. She's not living a life that's aligned with her values or what matters to her. It's kind of made up and that she can change it at any moment. I mean, when you see the lights go off for people, it's so addictive. Um, but what I also really love about my business is because I've been in this online space um, since 2014, I launched my first online program. Uh, I also run a, a business mastermind with other women who are helping people through online courses and memberships and those sorts of things so we have a rock star group of Australian women um, in the breakthrough mastermind and I just I, I love being involved in the business world I actually really like the the process of being in business and being surrounded by those types of entrepreneurial minds, it's really energizing
0: for me. It is absolutely, I totally agree with that. And when I was thinking about your business model and and actually what you're selling, I don't know if you could sell it as well without doing it the way that you are doing it, because how you describe that process and getting to that point, I think there's only really one way to show that and and, and to teach that. And that's basically to show it, which is essentially what you're Mm -hmm. doing through your social media, through your podcast. So you like living your product.
1: Well, yeah. It's always been kind of important for me to not, um, like especially when I was teaching around food, I never wanted to to not be kind of genuine about the struggles of it all. Uh, Perfection is not something I aim for. I think perfection is an illusion and a, a lot of women keep themselves in a lot of pain and angst trying to reach some sort of, perfection ideal and i never ever wanted to be a part of that in the food space and now even in that sort of i guess for want of a better word mindset space mm. or you know personal evolution space like it's not things aren't linear i'm not a unicorn i'm actually just a real person trying to put these tools into practice to live a life that i really enjoy and that's what i try to show not a not a polished perfection BS sort of unicorn image
0: absolutely um did becoming a single parent change the way you manage your business yes
1: so I went straight from oh I mean the journey that my husband and I had been on uh in the years prior to to our separation which happened at the start of 2019 God, I'm like, what year is it? (laughs) (laughs) This is what's happening in Melbourne. Hang on, where are we right now? Uh, Had been filled with sort of with a lot of of ups and downs Um, and uh, he struggled a lot um, with mental health and so would have times away from the family. He'd go and get treatments and all of that sort of thing. So I was kind of trained up for things falling apart and having to go on anyway. Mm-hmm. and uh and so when um he actually when when we separated it was um he was in a six-month program and it was just it was just time for us to each do our healing and ourselves on our own so it was straight from that from being married um to solo parenting. So he couldn't actually um, take care of the kids at that time. So I ne- I've never done the shared custody or had any help. It was just me and the kids 24-7. Mm. So I've never known anything different to that. And because it was obviously quite a traumatic time, I realised very, very quickly that, I mean, I, I think I use my business to distract me a lot yep. or <laughs> Like I just focus on that because I loved it so much. But I realised that my focus and and attention was really needed on my kids and on myself. Like I really had a lot of healing to do. And so my business had to start working um, for that. I needed to create more space. I needed to let go more. I needed to outsource more because when it's just you uh, managing a house, uh, I have three children at the time. They were eight, six and four Mm. or five. I can't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Got some such a blur anyway right now they're nine eight and six so yeah mm-hmm. um but you know at the start of that last year it was still one in kinder and you know two in school and I was trying to run a business and I thought all of my work had to fit into the hours that they were at school or, or kindergarten so I had 18 hours a week to run my business wow and And whereas I maybe used to open the laptop at night time or, you know, get up really early and work before they got up, just didn't feel right anymore. I really needed to rest. I needed to um, feel better in myself, focus on my own care. And uh, that year was the year that, you know, I was working less than I'd ever worked. But our business, you know, the business made um, over seven figures for the first time and so I really learned that um, good boundaries around time that really being productive with that time uh, that I did have to work and outsourcing more um, getting support from my um, you know amazing team it was the thing that was actually going to grow my business not me spending
0: more time on the business, if that makes sense. That's such a, that's a great nugget of wisdom there. I want to get you to repeat that in a way because um, I think there's a point in everyone's business where you get that, where you get to that point, whether you mm. recognise it or not is probably yeah. a deal breaker.
1: Yeah, I think because I've always, I have I started my business when my baby was four months old was wow. when I first sort of monetized something. And, and the other two were like two and three. I mean, I had, it was, it, was, it was pretty crazy, but I had this, I said to my husband at the time, like, I'm going to make money from this. And so that, and if I am, then when she's one, because I had this kind of timeline in my head that when the youngest turned one, I'd have to go back to work if I wasn't earning any money. Mm. And so it kind of lit a fire in me, but all I ever had was nap time. So that's why you see real and raw videos because I literally had no time. But it also meant I outsourced a lot sooner than a lot of other people would. I didn't take money from my business for a long time. I would prefer, because I had this long-term vision, I knew it was going to be a thing and I was prepared to have that money pay other people to help me till it got to a point where we were making, you know, money so that I could also take it out of the business as well. So I think I've had that mindset from the very beginning, but what solo parenting has done for me is just like supercharge that. Mm. And also when you see like, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not good with technology, like, and I run an online business. So I don't want my time. My time is too valuable to be spent trying to work out pixels for facebook ads or you know um you know putting uploading videos to things because like what the business needs from me is to act as the visionary you know the person who's on the front end the coach the ideas generator you know the leader
0: yep and to be that person and to have identified that role is excellent but to be that person that requires you to be essentially at your best in that moment, however long mm-hmm. that moment is going to be, mm-hmm. With nap time, in the morning, the three <laughs> hours you've got the babysitter, school hours, that's really impressive. So that was last year and sadly you lost your husband. Yes. He passed away. Yes. Then about, what, a couple of months later we got COVID. <laughs> because you're in Victoria, you not only had lockdown number one, now you're on lockdown number two and you have yep. all three children at home trying to homeschool mm-hmm. them as well. <laughs> Look, by anyone's <laughs> standards, that is just an inc- like absolutely incredible amount of upheaval. Mm. But some people would even say too much, and rightly so. What was your first business approach in lockdown one? How did you change things to be able to cope with that first stage of lockdown?
1: Well, just like with the business and outsourcing, I'm very good at recognising when things are too much for me in my in my personal life too. So in lockdown number one, I organised... An awesome guy who I used to babysit when I was younger. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. um, he came and took care of the kids from nine till twelve, and just moved them through whatever yeah. homeschooling he could. He could, and that three hours um, was my workday. So uh, there was a lot of stripping back that happened, and you know, hardcore. Uh, self-care going on for me as I had to manage my kids but in that first lockdown there was this sense that this is just for now like I mean none of us in Melbourne could have imagined what was going to happen with the second lockdown and so there was just this like this is an this is just this little intermediate time we've just got to manage things we've just got to get through and we'll get to the other side of this. And so having um, James here has helped immensely. And, you know, the kids went back to school for that
0: three weeks or whatever
1: they did. And I felt like
0: we'd gotten through it quite well. Then we hit lockdown too. So what changed after that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're still in that, I should say. It,
1: so, yeah. yeah. So what- we still have a curfew. We still can only go out. I think now maybe it's two hours a day Mm -hmm. and because I had a pre-existing arrangement with a carer, we were able to continue that arrangement. So that was a a clause that I trawled the, you know, government website and found. Uh, So I still have those three hours a day, but what's, what's changed is that, you know, I had to really come to accept that this is, this is the children's school year. So ultimately you know, we have, that. there's no end site for my, my, my son, my grade four. And and this was maybe a bit more serious than we thought. Mm. Uh, this was something that was completely out of, of our control now. And what we did inside the business was treat this as the new way of life. So if I'm only going to get three hours a day to work, and then how can we manage this in a way where I don't fall over in a heap in a way where I'm not rocking up as a stressed-out mum to my kids because that's not what they need, in a way that still includes fun in my day, you know, gets me, it's had me really figure out the very, very important tasks that I need to do and otherwise what else can be done not by me. So more letting go. Hmm. Um, I think it's been a process of realising that business as usual. I feel like people in other states of Australia maybe don't have this this feeling like those of us in Melbourne that the it's like the carpet can be pulled from under you at any time. And our business plan for this year was live events. Mm-hmm. So this was our year to run our first retreats. Um, as part of my business mastermind, I already, there was already three retreats booked in. Uh, and, you know, we are not getting to Noosa in November, yeah, yeah. sadly. Yeah. So like really business, the way we do business has changed. It's fundamentally changed. We cannot plan in the way that we used to. We've had to double down on what's working. I mean, we're having, we're, we've improved on last year exponentially in terms of the growth of our programs. That's amazing. Which is amazing. And yeah, it has not meant, I think, When I I was very conscious in the beginning and obviously because I teach this stuff as well, that I can talk this into whatever it's going to be for me. So when you get conscious to the fact that you're telling yourself stories all the time and you're buying into beliefs uh, that you might have, things that you believe to be true but maybe aren't, (laughs) I was kind of like, you know what, Uh, COVID and lockdown with three children on my own, What am I going to make that mean for me? I actually have a choice and I can show up for that every day. So there's been absolutely times where I've felt like, no, this is too much, too much for mama. Like I can't, I'm really pushed to the mats right now. But then because I've got all these tools, because of what I've been through in the lead up to this. I actually know that I'm going to be okay and that we can get through this. And I know that a part of that is just surrendering to what is and not wishing it was another way. And I think many people in Melbourne have struggled with that. They just don't want this. Mm. So they sit in angst, whereas I'm like, this is what is. So how can we make the best of it? What am I going to say is this, you know, for the business especially, for me, COVID is an opportunity to help more people Turn the lights on. For me, I help people create change in their lives. And for so many women, that illusion of control has been shattered. Mm. And that's sometimes one of the, the things that stop people evolving is that they don't like change. We are not a species that particularly like change. Our brains are wired against it. Whereas for so many of us, we've been forced into change. So if that's the case, How do we manage that better? How can we understand what's happening for ourselves better and actually craft a life that works for us no matter what is going on around us? So no matter that my husband was having his struggles, no matter that he, you know, I had to separate from a man who I loved intensely, no matter the fact that he, like the worst case scenario actually played out for me and for everyone who loved him and his children it's still no matter what's going on around you, you can still experience joy in your life. You can still craft a lifestyle that feels good. And, you know, when you stop looking out for outside circumstances to be fixed in order to be able to feel better or to feel good inside you, then that is ultimate freedom, ultimate freedom. So for me, it's actually made me more passionate about the work that I do because I know now is a, is a perfect time. People are seeking these tools. People want to understand like, okay, so I might not be able to travel back to my homeland for years. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh, uh, what if a vaccine never comes? How are we going to be okay? Oh, my gosh, what if my children... Don't go back to school at all in 2020. How am I still going to be okay? How do I not just while away this year? How do I, as a business owner, still achieve things? How do I be better positioned with better tools to pivot next time? I don't know if you can swear on your podcast, but shit flies you know, all around me. Um, because it's going to happen. That is life. Life is a constant stream of events, right, that we have pretty much no control over. So what can we control? And really it comes down to our inner resources, our interpretation of events, the stories that we're telling ourselves about what everything going on means for us.
0: Lisa, I feel like giving you a standing ovation seriously because listening to you speak like that, because you are actually living proof of this, like your business success in three hours a day, you've managed to have a better year than you did last year to watch you and to watch your journey and to listen to you speak Mm -hmm. the gravitas that comes from your experience is, is enough. It's like, if you can do that with the little that you have around you, imagine what everybody else can do as well. Like it really is about that mindset. And I also think that at this time, you're so right what you were saying about that lack of control and how that can freak us all out rightly so too because when you lose control over your life for the first time for the second time for the third time it is (laughs) terrifying no doubt I don't think that ever gets any easier Mm. but I think as you say if you can then say to yourself how can I make this work for me Mm. that's where the change begins it
1: is and I think for me I I just have this sense that there's lessons all the time and I think if we're open to the lessons And if we're open to the fact that sometimes these hard things, they happen for us. They happen for us so we can grow and evolve. And I don't know many people like my business and entrepreneurial friends who aren't interested in in growing and evolving because, I don't know, I've found business ownership like the fast track to personal development because you come up against yourself all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I think I'm always just sort of, I mean, you know, hearing you talk, and I actually just wrote a post about this, which was, you know, people say that I'm strong, but what what I've actually had to do is is surrender a lot and allow myself to feel my feelings. Like, I, I'm not going to talk out of the fact that this whole scenario with lockdown number two is tough. Like, I mean, please, I, I like travel, I love yeah. connecting with people. I'm a natural extrovert. The the separation from my people feels really hard Mm -hmm. and the monotony of daily life but once again it's like I think you know a really core thing that I've had to come back to time and again is that and and this was even when I when I was married uh, and had you know a partner who was a great cheerleader was that no one can do things for me no one can change things for me if there's something that i don't like about my life or something that i'm um, you know is niggling at me or i keep complaining about well i mean what am i going to do keep complaining about it or do something about it i need to take full personal responsibility for what's working and what's not working in my life and and think creatively about it you know, last year um, uh, when I began the solo parenting, I thought, right, I need, I need cleaners. I need, I need a cleaner to come in and help me once a week. And then I was really, like, then the day before the cleaners arrived, I'd be like, Eah! freaking out. And it was a day when my daughter was, um, when I was with my daughter, she wasn't at kinder that day. And, and I'd just be going around the house, tidying things up, picking things up, you know, doing the clean before the cleaners. And then I thought, oh, this isn't very fun. And I was speaking to someone about feeling like I just needed that person who could just help around the house, just keep things in order, do a bit, few of the bits and pieces that because life was quite full on, I just wasn't getting to. And then a friend was like, You know, you need a housekeeper. Like a housekeeper? Who has that? Like the Kardashians? (laughs) And then, and then I realized this was an actual thing. And this most beautiful woman entered our lives, and Veronica came. Came in three days a week. She hasn't been obviously in lockdown, but uh, and would just come in, sweep through my house, just natural organizer, like changed rooms around it, all these little bits and pieces, and is like an angel in my world. And it's literally three hours a week, and and that was because I took responsibility for not wanting to be a freaked out mess um, on a Tuesday, and and be a bit yelly at the kids for not putting things away but also but actually really quite cross on myself for letting things get to the state that they got to and and you know we have these choices that we can make and so that was my choice like I'd I'd forego you know a night out at a restaurant or something in order to be able to have that help that was my choice and it changed my life and it made me realize that we do we can lean into that that choice we've got to take responsibility for what's working or not or what's not working and really be honest with ourselves about our capacity as business owners and where our energy and attention should really be directed.
0: Absolutely so true and did you find when you made that decision at each point in your life for each example that the solution to that then came as a result of committing to that new sort of mindset? Did something just then float Mm -hmm. into your head oh I can get that person you know? I
1: mean we're magnets Right. And I don't know, like it's a bit esoteric and woo or whatever, but I truly think like we we attract what we vibrate. So it's most important for me. Like my business strategy, my life strategy is to keep my vibration high, is to, you know, be able to switch up my energy. Because I know like if I go into launching my course and I'm um, feeling really bad. I'm really overwhelmed, I haven't been eating well because you know, there's been so much on my plate, stressed out, like watching Netflix till too late, which just means I'm waking up tired. I mean, you think about, and then I'm telling myself, oh my gosh, we like, you are so not ready for this. Like this is gonna bomb, uh, you know, now we're running behind. Now you're to deadline, you, ne- you know, things are too stressful then we just attract that back in. So mm-hmm. my business strategy is like to take really good care of myself yeah. and to be really responsible for how I feel on a daily basis. So, you know, practicing, like I do a meditation or self-hypnosis as soon as I wake up, um, just a little audio the kids now know if something's in my, you know, if I've put my headphones in and they come upstairs to my bed, but they walk right back down the stairs and let mummy yeah. have their time. Um, I love kids getting older and understanding. That. Yeah. Um, you know, making sure that I'm just doing simple things like going for walks, like getting outside, moving my body, drinking lots of water, having fresh food, pumping the good tunes, you know, just those really simple things to just make sure that I'm taking care of myself. I'm vibing higher because I do believe we attract in so, yeah, when we put out a call and when we say, I'm really ready for this, then uh, we just attract that right back in. The amazing people have appeared. Uh, amazing ideas have been generated because of being in that mindset of um, of welcoming in. And I say miracles sometimes because I do feel that. like mm-hmm. You can't make this up, that this is so perfectly coming to me right now. So I'm always open to miracles.
0: That's absolutely wonderful. Um, I think that's a really perfect place to end. I could actually speak to you for hours. I just love, I love all of it. I love your mindset. Um, And I'm in completely in awe. Of everything that you have achieved and keep achieving the last question I wanted to ask you though is if we can all sort of put our future hats on and think okay maybe one day COVID will end and you poor Victorians will actually be allowed out for more than two hours at a time and life goes back to let's put inverted commas normal do you think what's occurred for you over the last let's say year has informed now what you're looking at doing in terms of your business in the future? Has the future model of your business sort of changed in your mind too? Or is it more of a day-to-day thing at this point?
1: No, I definitely think it's changed. It's definitely made me more aware. And I would say this is probably most of us business owners of just multiple streams of income. So, uh, the beautiful ability to pivot. I mean, I'm grateful literally every day I run an online business. I'm grateful I started when I started to have learned what I've learned to be able to teach what I teach right now. Um, and also that my team is all remote, that I can, you know, I've got flexibility in terms of being able to be with my children. But, you know, I mean, I would like the, a bit of space to be able to <laughs> write a book. Um, as I said, we were going to be making uh, live events a part of our strategy uh, this year, and I'm really hoping for that. But I'm looking at just making sure that like we we never know what's going to happen. There's risk in business and to be able to alleviate some of that risk with multiple streams of income is probably where I think I'm I'm learning the most and I'm really leaning into and looking um, to 2021 with that in mind.
0: So good. Thank you so much for joining us today and I hope we can have you on again um, really soon and best of luck for the rest of the year. Let's hope this lockdown ends really quickly for you guys. (laughs) Thank you, Lucy.